Hello and welcome to episode number 20 of Fitness Unraveled, the show that motivates, educates and unravels the confusing online health and fitness space. I'm Jess Lockwood, a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach within the online space, hoping to be that fire behind you to encourage you in making a better decision or just to smile knowing that you've got whatever life throws at you today. Every single year, people around the world make New Year's resolutions to reach their goals, improve their health and better their lives. On average, only 9 to 12% of people keep their resolutions. Resolutions for failure include 35% saying they had unrealistic goals, 33% saying they didn't keep track of their progress, 23% forgot about their resolutions, and 1 in 10 said they made too many. Year after year, being healthier is the most popular goal across the world. Whether it's eating healthier, exercising more, being happy, or losing weight. And this got me thinking, how can we set ourselves up for more success if these aforementioned reasons for failure are so common, surely there must be a way. I was actually listening to a podcast the other day with Stephen Bartlett and who they call the number one happiness expert. The ideas they were discussing relate to goal setting within health, fitness and happiness. They deep dive by looking at diets in detail and how the enjoyment of the process is more important than the end goal. Basically, that we shouldn't follow a strict diet and we should set process goals around our health instead for success. Alongside this, I was actually reading um, about a study recently that links to this really well and exactly how we set our fitness goals will result in our success or not. There is a set structure and I have now adopted that with my clients and I wanted to share it with you podcast listeners too. So here goes. A lot of the time when we think about being happy, we think about having all the things that we want. If we had everything that we wanted, we would deem ourselves as successful people. However, this isn't the case. Not all successful people are happy. And this then leads us to realise happiness doesn't come from all the things that you have. So the happiness expert goes on to explain that happiness is everything that you have divided by the things that you want. So it's your haves divided by your wants. And okay, what does this mean exactly? It's like weird algebra. I I couldn't work it out myself at first either. So let me try and explain it. So you have to manage your wants more then you need to manage your haves. Basically, you need to want less in order to be happy. Okay, so how does this relate to health and fitness and fat loss? Well, it's the striving and the struggle through the discipline with the fitness and nutrition. It's the process that is going to make you happy in the end, not the end result. You should want less of an outcome and fall in love with the process in order to be your happier self. And he goes on to say that the striving and the wanting and getting results in itself isn't bad, but the reward system attached to it is not totally beneficial to our well-being overall. And what you find out along the way on your journey is that what you wanted was not the arrival of the goal. It was actually the progress that you made. So then you start getting the reward from the progress. 
Now let's look at how this relates more to dieting and fat loss and how the process is more important than the end goal itself. Dieting. It's the most expensive and the most unsuccessful industry in the world. 95% of diets fail, meaning that within a year, people put on all the weight that they lost. But the success of them is that people do lose the initial weight when they go on a diet. They just can't keep it off because they didn't learn the behaviours to get them there. For me, nutrition and fat loss is nearly all behaviour change. Anyone can follow a plan and it will shed them a bit of weight. But if you're not learning the mindsets and the new learned behaviours to keep you there, you will constantly be in this cycle and constantly be spending money on diets and programmes that get you these quick fix results. When you're on a diet, every single day you're willing to forego the food that you like in exchange for the reward, which is the scale going down. When you hit the scale goal, it feels great, but there's something here called the arrival fallacy that you think all your problems are going to go away when you hit that scale number. And the thing is, what you don't realise is that you need to maintain those results. When you return to your usual behaviours and eating patterns, there's frustration and there's disappointment because there's no other relief. In order to maintain lasting results and to stay happier in the long term, you have to want this arrival experience less and to get more satisfaction from the progress and from the journey itself. And that is what it comes down to. Those that crack the code through self-discipline and self-management by sticking to routines and habits have a much higher rate of happiness. Now, I know that January, this time of the year, people are honing in on their diets and their goal setting. I know it's well past the New Year's resolution hype now. And if you're feeling like you've already failed, then what better chance to redo things now with a much higher success rating? So without setting a scale weight number as your goal, we need to change that to give you the best rate of success. Really, we should be aiming for the end goal to be happiness because really that's what we want, right? We think that the way that we look is ultimately going to bring us more happiness. So when we're looking more closely at this, we can set more short-term intermediary goals that are they can be aesthetic if that's what we're after, like losing body fat. So saying this, if your ultimate end goal isn't intrinsic, isn't something like happiness then it isn't actually going to be strong enough to keep you going this is because of the arrival fallacy mentioned previously once you arrive at the extrinsic destination of your looks your aesthetic then you're not actually going to be happy long term the intermediary goals are short-term measurements towards the bigger goal and the key here is consistency all goes back to consistency. And with this, I read a study recently that looked into this in more detail and is just backing up everything that I've listened to here in the happiness expert and what he's saying. So with this, we're looking at people with a goal relating to reaching a specific body fat percentage. This is what this study was looking at. I want to deep dive further on this point because I know a lot of people listening will want this end goal. But again, this is problematic. Firstly, nobody cares what your body fat percentage is, and most likely including you. 
You might set this goal because you think it's going to give you a specific aesthetic appearance. However, the problem with, with this is that body fat distribution completely varies from person to person. You might achieve the same body fat percentage, but look entirely different than what you thought, leading to this arrival fallacy of disappointment, as mentioned before. Ultimately, this would lead to more disappointment than satisfaction. If your intermediary goal really is appearance-related, then set an appearance-oriented goal and track your progress through images and not numbers. Secondly, nobody knows what your body fat percentage is. Even if you ignored the previous advice and you still wanted to pursue this body fat percentage goal, there's actually no real way of knowing what it is. Body scans and other ways to measure this are never accurate. So when we look at it, when we look at it this way, setting a goal with such a specific quantitative endpoint that can never be confidently confirmed is kind of hard to justify. Moreover, with this and linking it back to the earlier part of the podcast where we have a specific outcome and results-based goal as opposed to focusing on the process, you're looking at result of either success or failure. There's no gray area. These fat loss goals and rigid dietary restraints can result in disordered eating behaviors, body image concerns, psychological distress, and poorer well-being. When we give ourselves a little more flexibility, we start to acknowledge partial successes in getting closer to the goal and to continue the journey, as opposed to just failing or succeeding with no in-between. So this type of thinking has better psychological and long-term goal achievement too. It's a win-win. Process-oriented goals are helpful for overcoming procrastination. You're able to focus on the small steps to support your success right now. So here is a better alternative to setting goals and again has major similarities to what was previously mentioned in the start, working on a goal hierarchy system. So your overriding superordinate goal is your best self. It's your ultimate happiness and it has to be intrinsic. Then you have your intermediary goals that can be more aesthetic based, which gives you the direction. And finally, you have your subordinate goals, which are your habits and your specific actions that you need to achieve your aesthetic and intermediary goals, making them process oriented. And to give you an example so you can actually know what this looks like in real life and you can apply it to your own journey as well. Say you had a physique-focused intermediary goal. It could look something like losing roughly a pound a week until the achieved desired muscular definition and that kind of look that you want is reached. So subordinate goals for this could include resistance training, cardio, steps, calories, protein intake, meal timings, all these process goals that is going to lead you to losing that a pound a week, to looking in the aesthetic way that you want to then ultimately be your happiest self. In summary, if your goal is a certain body fat percentage by a certain date, you will run into challenges. This is because it's a deflection to what is actually meaningful to you and you won't know your starting body fat percentage or even if you ever reach that goal. Instead, focus on process-oriented goals with a flexible timeline anchored by a goal hierarchy. 
a lot of people will make the goal to change their lives every year, which never works. The aim a lot of the time from now is to get visible abs for summer. And the minute summer finishes or the visible abs arrive, the motivation to carry on just isn't there. You go through to winter and unless you find a way where your goals are process-based and you're consistent, you'll continue putting the weight back on, not finding true happiness and continuing the cycle for the rest of your life. Consistency is habits. The goal now becomes going to gym X times per week, going on a run X times per week. From this, you'll be healthier, happier, even better at your job. Is that really less important than the visible abs themselves? This mindset shift can change your life, change the goal, change your life. Thank you so much for listening. If you do have any questions or want to know more about working with me one-on-one, head to my website link in the show notes or catch me on Instagram at Jessica Lockwood. I'd absolutely love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow along so that you can be notified whenever a new episode becomes available. I really do appreciate your time and we'll see you next time.